like, yeah, man. Like, that's just like, we don't, we had a sponsor for a minute there. And, uh. Casey was telling me about it. I was very proud of you guys. I was proud of us too, man. But then. But then apparently not. Nothing ever came of it. Well, they said, like, we were supposed to, we had a promo code, right? And I checked it out. And it worked. It gave you the 10% off the first month's subscription, right? And we probably did, like, a month of podcasts or so with it. You know, like, we did mm-hmm. a number of podcasts where, like, it was plugged, right? But we never really heard from the people who were sponsoring us, whether they were getting traction on it. And I don't really know if they did, but we didn't. I'm not aware of us having sold any subscriptions for them. Yeah. And uh, then the other day I got a text from Casey's roommate at like 5.30 in the morning because he was hammered drunk. Danny or like... Danny, yeah. Danny (laughs) sent me a text. And he was like, I'm listening to your podcast. Ah, I tried to sign up for Budbox, but it didn't work. I'm just that was for- probably the same morning I had to go out and be like, like I had to leave the house at eight, so like I was trying to sleep, and it was one of those times where it was like Danny was at home, so Papa was barking at everything out in the living room, and then our and then Mike you probably want to speak up, bro. Mike, who lives two doors down, okay, was like knocking on the door at 1.30, 1.45 just to say hello, because <laughs> <laughs> he was taking his dog for a walk. <clears throat> We're gonna do a quick Chinese fire drill because I'm just loud. I yeah, I am too. I don't have a problem projecting. And Casey, <laughs> all right, right. So Casey's personality is loud, but his speaking voice is quite demure. Hmm, well, that's true. The you gotta just love singing. it though. Yeah, that's the thing. No, I agree. <laughs> no, we're not saying change. Yeah, no, change. and this is just, just change seats. That's all. Yeah. yeah, don't change yourself. This one's kind of wet though. Oh god. Shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, every single night that I've stayed at your place, uh, I've woken up to text messages <laughs> that Danny sent me at like three in the morning. That's like, hey man, sorry. Uh, to I hope I'm not keeping you up, but I decided to clean the living room. Uh, <laughs> That's well. That's the positive about it. Is that it gets stuff gets clean it because that's, cleaning. that's what yeah. he, that's, that's what he just does. Just his activity. Yeah. Do you remember when I told him he looked like a cartoon Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah, in his I found the I found the exact picture that I was thinking of, <laughs> and I texted it to him, and he never said anything back about it. So. <laughs> that voice you hear—that's the wonderful and the magnificent Aaron Woodall, everybody. Yes, it is. He's in yeah. town. You were featuring for Miss Pat? Yeah, and Joe List. And Joe List. They split up the weekends. It was like they oh, Joe did the right. first half in Tacoma and Miss Pat was here and then they switched. Okay. But I stayed stayed put. I stayed the whole time, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I it was. got to she was the first person I hosted for at the club. Oh yeah? And that was a great yeah, and Scott Lossie featured for her. That was a fucking good weekend. How how was it? I was nuts. Yeah. The we only had one show on Friday. Okay. Uh, but it was it was insane, like one of the best sets of my life. Nice. Just a crowd, a crowd that never stopped screaming, and like, the host the host was good, 
there was a there was a guest set that that was good, and then I was like amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, hell yeah! And then Miss Pat came on stage, and it just the audience just kept crescendoing, and like Miss Pat, like it was just exponentially more laughs. <laughs> like there weren't applause breaks; there was screaming breaks. People had to stop <laughs> screaming in between some jokes, and like it <laughs> wait for everyone to calm down. It was it was really cool. Uh, and then, but anytime you have a good show, you just, you forget, you just think that they're all going to be like that forever. Fuck yeah, dude. And so then it came back last night, and the, the shows were good, but because people weren't, like, ripping off their clothing <laughs> at my punchlines, right. I was like, fuck this crowd, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than this, I know it. <laughs> These guys suck. Yeah. They don't appreciate they just don't me. get it. That's just all Should on them. Should have been here last night, losers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you know this, but I'm Josh T. Ford. We already talked about me. Yeah, that's Casey Strain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing this on the porch because it's kind of nice out. It's a little chilly, but uh, the roommate... We're doing this on a non-standard recording day. We usually record on a Thursday. Oh, you're making yeah. accommodations for me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Well, it's our pleasure. We realize that since you're not Mormon anymore, your Sundays are pretty free. So pretty free. <laughs> Dude, Sundays are the best days now. Do you guys know that I lived my life... With just six days in a week. That's all that I had. Because the seventh day was the Lord's day. Right. And now, I just have... I have an extra 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, I just... That's pretty dope. I just Yeah, Sunday, Sundays are so goddamn relaxing. Like get and up. rejuvenating. I used to have to get up in the morning and go to church. And we were in church for three hours. Then you come Jeez. home. And you have your home teachers come over and visit. And then you gotta go home wait, teaching. Wait, 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 wait. Home teachers? <laughs> Okay, so, in theory, it's a good idea. No, yeah. In theory, uh, Mormons... You guys want some lemonade? Sorry to interrupt. Oh. For your whiskey, go uh, ahead. You put that lemonade into my whiskey? I mean, if you want some, go ahead. It's a nice I've never thing. done that before. Is it, uh, does it have energy in it? I mean, it's Mountain Dew, so it's caffeine, caffeinated slightly, but it's not like an energy drink. Mm, okay. If you know what I mean. All right, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll pass because I don't want to be any more energetic than I already am. That's fair. Yeah. So, so in theory, right, these Mormons guys are say, supposed to come over. Mormons say, "Hey, Christ said we're we need to take out uh, take care of each other. Right. We need to minister unto each other. Yeah. Uh, and that let's do that. Every one of us should be taking care of somebody." <laughs> <laughs> that was an applause break. Applause break. <laughs> um, every one of us should be taking care. Of the rest of us, right? Yeah. Um, and so, how do you put that into practice? Well, they they assign people to you, and so you like every every dude uh, is is got a, a partner. Okay. And every partnership companionship gets a few families that are on their list. It's like these are the families that you need to look after. Okay. Which still is not too bad until oh, then yeah. you start putting a number to it, and it's like you've got to visit the family once every single month uh, and give them a brief message and ask if there's anything to do for them. So instead of it goes from being like what should be like a genuine compassionate act of service, right. it's just a perfunctory it's uh, a sales quota. Yeah, so you just so it's just like you, and no one wants 
no one wants their home teachers to come over. Right. No right. one wants to. <laughs> but they all, everyone has to do it because they push it so hard. And elders quorum, they're like, we got to get 100% home teaching. It's all about this number. Let's get, let's fill these check What's boxes. The bit, like, let's go, let's go. Is there go. like a home office that they're reporting to that gives them kudos for that? Yeah, it's all just pats on the back. Okay, because yeah. like, I mean, I was like, in a fraternity. And if there's no monetary thing, why don't they just cheat on it? Yeah. <laughs> so they just did it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I was in a fraternity and we had all this like, community service shit we were supposed to be doing every semester and like it was like a big newsletter that went out across the whole fraternity about who was doing it and who wasn't and that kind of shit and so it kind of made sense but like okay you could also just lie it wasn't like this is this is actually the first time i considered lying i can't believe that i never considered lying <laughs> you guys thought of it instantly especially since like why like didn't you just lie well, i never would have i, ne- I it heard it never occurred to I me i heard you saying nobody wants the teachers to come over i was like well why don't you just call them and be like hey just i'm gonna write down i was there <laughs> Just vouch for me. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm just going to send you an email with what I want you to read. <laughs> you read that and then say I was there. Well, then, and then here's where we get into uh, then the, the things that I find more cult-ish yeah, yeah. about the Mormon religion is that there was one standard message that, uh, every, that everyone gave. Oh. Every single month it would change. And it was like dictated by the first presidency, but there'd be some sort of message that they that they want, and and that's all you'd have to do. So you're a home teacher. No one wants you to be there. You come, <laughs> you read, you read the story that they wrote for you, and then you say a prayer and you say, "Is there anything that we can do for you?" And you leave, right? Uh, and I just there's so many, they're so focused on getting home teaching done, and. While I do think there can be people with good intentions, uh, and why that's why they're pushing it, uh, like from a from a top down basis, like there's no fucking love in it. There's not. You know, you just want them to go so that they'll read your message to right. everybody. Then and that that's the that's what it seems like why you're pushing so hard for us to do it is you want to make sure we're getting another reinforcement. Of of this same gospel from picture, like, you when there's five Sundays in a month and you go to the same house twice in a month like that family's like oh shit <laughs> twice a month. <laughs> no man no you got the wrong any time that there's a fifth Sunday in a month that one's home teachers relax it's like oh whoa we got a whole other week because you think that you're like oh fuck we got to do it today uh, I didn't want to do it today because there's a football game that I want to watch right. and then you realize wait a second wait, we there's a fifth went. Sunday there's a fifth Sunday next week we get them next week and we still can say that we saw them this month you know uh, now I should be to be fair I, I, on the first weekend of April, there was a general conference, which that happens twice a year at the Mormon Church, and I saw that they were changing the home teaching program, and that's all that I saw. But they were making it this now; it's called ministering instead of home teaching, and they want to make it more Christ-like. And if that's what they're doing, then I apologize for talking trash about <laughs> how culty it seemed to me. Whatever, but, man. That's the, that's the experience you had. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's cool if they're like, oh shit, we're uh, getting some flack about this cult shit. Maybe at, yeah, at the meeting they were probably like, we should be less fair, cult. you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like uh, I think that there's a lot uh, wrong and weird about uh, the church that I was in for a long time, uh, but like specifically your branch of it. No, no, okay. just in just the whole thing. Mormonism. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know, general. like, I don't but know I just I just differ. don't I don't like. 
discount all the good things that came from it. Every now and yeah. then, I'm reminded of a good thing, and I no, go, "Oh, yeah, you know what? I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever learned that if I hadn't, you know, like." And that's a that's yeah. a good lesson that I took from that. Okay, that that one thing was good, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just try to be. You, know, you gotta be fair, fair, dude. You know, you gotta count it. Being being fair, lemonade with whiskey, it's great. Super so good, right? Great. Yeah. Palmer. There's a uh, no. Lynchburg that- lemonade, essentially. Yeah. That's like so. That's John like, Daly. Well, there'd have to be iced tea in it. Right. Uh, so there's a drink <laughs> called the Lynchburg lemonade. Okay. That's uh, lemon juice. Uh, what's it? Triple sec or Cointreau, like some kind of orange liqueur, and uh, whiskey, specifically usually like a bourbon. Mm-hmm. And was it have simple in it too? You remember it? Probably not if it's got Cointreau. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's it's like it's like a it's like a spiked lemonade. So it's like a sweet. Do you guys bartend, or do you know this much about alcohol from just drinking it? I work in a bar. Josh he has bartended, bartended before. I have bartended, <clears throat> but I know I'm mainly just an enthusiast. Okay. I like. So what am I, 35 now, right? And I caught the, I caught kind of the beginning of the craft cocktail thing. Uh-huh. Like I remember being in college and like everyone's just like, yeah, Jack and Coke, rum and Coke, bush light. That's all you need, dog. And I was it like, was all you needed at the time. Well, right. It was totally, it was totally fine. But I remember being like, there's got to be more going on than that. Uh-huh. Right. And so, like, I mean, this was, like, back when mojitos were still, like, oh, a mojito? I've never heard of that. <laughs> like, the bar in Pullman was called Shakers, but they never you never saw me use a shaker. No. Yeah. They would never. <laughs> that was the kind of bar that had just Long Island mix. Yeah, they squirted it out of the house. See, they pour Coke into this pre-mixed Long Island that was just the worst shit in the world. And it was a real rip-off, too, because, like, a Long Island's supposed to knock your ass on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had heard of Long Island iced teas. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a name that that you hear in pop culture and stuff. Um, And I didn't know that they were going to knock me on my ass. I had heard that, like... For for whatever reason, in my mind, it was a feminine drink. It was a light drink, because I felt like there were jokes in TV, like on The Simpsons stuff about about moms drinking Long Island iced teas. It's like right. the mom's like, I'm gonna have a Long Island iced tea, and it was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> and I read that as, oh, it's funny because it's a girly it's drink. A lady drink. And yeah. so when I'm I'm just starting out drinking, and I'm thinking. I should start out uh, with some light yeah, drinks, something just something thrilly, something <laughs> something fruity. Yeah, yeah. Lo- and Long Island iced tea sounds uh, yeah. fancy. It it's, sounds... it's easy drinking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I drink yeah. it. and I was just like, "Whoa! <laughs> oh, I yeah. feel great." <laughs> not, I mean, ideally, it's supposed to look and taste like iced tea. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. Right? Hmm. Like, I mean, that's why it's called that. It's not called that as some kind of, like, a play on words. I mean, it is to a degree, but it's not, like, it's a little more literal. I wouldn't know because Mormons also <laughs> don't drink iced tea. So I never... Oh, my God. This, you guys... This so is, I this work is at like this when bar. someone comes in late to a joke that's been yeah. built on top, and you have to you have to go back and explain yeah. everything. I worked at this Denny's in Pullman where I went to college where we had 75-cent wells, uh-huh. which is just too cheap for liquor even back then like you just knew coming in it was garbage liquor Uh and i remember there was a guy there named zen 
actually, who happened to have been a bartender at the Epcot Center, like at one of the bars, like at a fancy restaurant okay. at Epcot Center. And he was just there because his girlfriend or wife or whatever was going to school and he was being supportive and all this shit. But he was just tending bar at this Denny's, like fucking counting his days until he could leave Pullman. Like we all were. And I was like, dude, there's no way you could make a good Long Island here. He's like, no, dude, it doesn't matter. And like, fucking whatever, dude. And then like half an hour later, he comes up to me with a pint glass. And I'm like, sweet, what's this? He's like, it's a Long Island. And I was like, it doesn't look like a Long Island. Because I was used to the collegiate Long Islands, which are just like all that shitty mix and then Coke. And they're dark brown and super sweet and gross. And he gave me this drink made with like dirt cheap liquor, like really cheap liquor. And it tasted, it looked and tasted just like iced tea. Like, Whoa. It was pretty crazy, dude. But it's like, I mean, a Long Island's at base four shots. Yeah, it's a shot of all the clear liquors. So Yeah, you get gin, vodka, and rum, and, and then tequi- triple sec. Tequila sometimes. No, not No, tequila. that's a different one. Yeah. That's like a Texas iced tea. It's dirty. Then Spokane, well, we, cha- we channeled the Long Island iced tea a separate way into what's the grossest thing you can make it, which is called an Irish trash can. Which is kind of like... I've had an Irish car bomb. No, no. The Irish trash can is kind of like the official drink of Spokane for like young party people. Uh-huh. And what it is, is it's a Long Island, but instead of uh, instead of triple sec, they use blue curacao, so it yeah. gets this blue color. And then what they'll do, instead of adding Coke, is they'll put it in a glass that's over large, and they'll take a full Red Bull and put it in upside yeah. down. And then as you drink it, yeah. more Red Bull comes out and it turns from like Fuck. light blue to like greenish. I did a show in Idaho Falls and they give you the, they give each comic a $50 bar tab. Fuck it's yeah. insane. Uh, and a girl gets the first drink because I was like, I don't know, what, what's your drink here? And they were like, she was like, a garbage can. Yeah, same <laughs> And I was like, oh, that sounds gross. She's like, I'm going to make you a garbage can. And she gave me a blue drink with a Red Bull in it. Yeah, that's I it. I, I think I took two sips. I was like, Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, uh, uh, uh. They're pretty gnarly. I don't know if they have this in Utah, but the Corona Rita, which is basically a margarita, and then they do the same thing, but with a bottle of Corona upside down. Oh. Um, just as classy as the trash can, but... Yeah. Any drink where you're putting another a drink, drink into in a drink? it, <laughs> like, upside down so it can slowly filter out so into hard. it. It's yeah. so hard to sit back and forth between yeah. the two. You just got to mix them together. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, anytime you're doing two things at once, it's a sign you have a problem. Like, if you, if I was eating a cookie that had another cookie inside of it, you'd be <laughs> like, you, you like might this. like cookies too much, man. Why don't you just eat one at a time? <laughs> We're so, just basically looking here in our city for any way to get Red Bull involved. Yes. Yeah, it? It's kind of, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's... That's the like the bar Casey works at. They don't carry energy drinks. We don't at have all. any, yeah. And, and we care. also we also don't make Long Island iced. It's teas. like a point of pride. You don't. You're yeah. Like, well, if we made Long Island iced teas at our bar with our pour, it would be every shot they die with the energy drinks. Oh yeah, it's a big oh. point of pride for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have um, on a rare occasion snuck an energy drink into the bar and ordered just a shot of vodka on ice. And then I got. I think I proceeded. Yeah, I think it was either me or Patty proceeded to yell at you. Yeah, they were like, "Don't fucking do that, asshole." <laughs> Which is fair because they they have a policy like, you guys also like, do you have Jack Daniels? Yeah. Okay. 
Then what are you... What? Like, they just don't serve, like, douchey bro stuff. Ah. We made... And uh, I mean, that's a, that's a really coarse way to put it, but it was, that's essentially what it boils down to. It was to. several years ago that uh, we got sick of people coming in, and nothing against anyone that drinks rum and coke, <laughs> but for this period of time, it was like everyone who would order a rum and coke was just ended up being an asshole. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. So, so we changed the name. So we we had rum and coke, but then we added to the like to the repertoire of the bar a drink called a dude bro, which was just a rum and coke, but it was cost a dollar more. <laughs> awesome. And we would explain that to people, and multiple times people were like were like, no, I want a dude bro. I don't want a rum and coke. I want a dude bro. <laughs> it's like, All right, man. All six, right. Six bucks instead of five. <laughs> uh. So, rum was the first uh, liquor that I bought for myself. Uh, now, so did like, you deflower all at once? No, it was it was no, definitely not okay. all at once. Uh, I mean, I, like you said, like we were talking about a little bit before we started, we were I was there when you smoked weed for yeah. the first time ever. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, we talked about that you ended your set when you laying down. Oh, I can't remember that okay. set that well. Good. And like the video didn't come out for that. No. I'm so sad that I. I uh, that like, is a. Half bar. of the video from that whole night was lost because of some card thing. What? And uh, I'm like, I've gotten other great videos from other Gateway shows since then. Sure. But uh, I wish I had the video of my first time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I you totally know? do. But yeah, so I got. It was almost two years ago today. Uh, yeah, it really was. It was like, it? In like a few days or something, it would be the two-year anniversary of when I came here, and I smoked weed, not for my very first time, but it was the first time that I got high. Right. I had tried before, and nothing oh, happened. Okay. Okay. And, uh, uh, but I was, I was glad nothing happened. I was still, I was glad that it took me uh, a while. I was like <laughs> yeah. too scared to try it all at once. I was like, oh no. Uh, but then when I finally did get high, I was just like. This is great. Yeah. This is fantastic. Oh, I know. I've been worried about what this was going to feel like. Uh, and it turns out it just it just feels wonderful. But it still took me a while to even get high again. Like no, that's it, okay. it, it, I, In the last two... Now I'm at a point where I smoke uh, a little bit of weed every single day. Sure. So that's I, a great place to be. Yeah. Honestly, that is like, in my opinion, the sweet spot. I like it. When you're like a bowl or two a day. I use it uh, very functionally. Yeah. Uh, where I'm like, I want to just, uh, like not even a bowl, or not like it would be less than a, I smoke less than a bowl a day. Oh, even uh, better. Yeah. <laughs> even better. I take like, like I just take uh, like two, two little puffs or two little hits and I feel like, oh, I'm up. I'm I'm happy. Things aren't getting me down right now. Sure. Uh, and then I'll get higher, you know, if like I want to see a movie or do something right. where oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, let's get yeah, yeah. let's get high for this. But for the most part, I'm just getting a little high right. almost all the time. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. But in the in the beginning, I it was very infrequent because uh, there's a lot to to learn about it. I had to like buy the right equipment. Oh yeah. I had to watch YouTube tutorials. And what? <laughs> I had no one to help me, man. I was just in an apartment by myself, just being like, at 30 years old, watching <laughs> like some <laughs> some 15 year old white kid on YouTube talking. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, how do I hold it? What? Oh, okay. All that right. reminds me of like there's a really classic video on YouTube of a this really old dude smoking weed for his first time, mm -hmm. and he like lights. He, he like packs the bowl 
and he doesn't understand it's like a straight through like a pipe like a smoking pipe and he's got the lighter on the very bottom uh-huh. of the pipe he's like trying to like smoke it like meth yeah and you're just like <laughs> he's like oh that gets the pipe real hot and you're like yeah dude light the weed on fire don't, don't try to weirdly vaporize the weed from the bottom <laughs> uh, it's funny that Casey laughs at that and he, not like I don't know just cause you're not like you smoked enough weed you know what you're doing but you're not like Right. Captain Weed I'm smoking. still pretty stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, about weed smoking. Yeah. He's just not a problem. Yeah, I had a lot of... Do you, uh, did you guys know that in that 70s show, they were yes. smoking weed? Yes. Because I didn't know that. <laughs> I can buy that. I watched that show, and I was just, and I just... I never understood the those, like, weird... When they were just, like... In-between yeah, sketches yeah, yeah. that they would do. It's just, I just thought it was some sort of, like, art form that they were developing. They Go were back like, and watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah? Yeah. And then realize that it's actually just a stoner comedy. Which you didn't get when you were a kid. You're like, yeah. this is just, these guys are stupid, but they're yeah. having fun. <laughs> and then you go back and watch it again, and you're like, oh, oh, it's because they're high. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this makes so much more sense. <laughs> future Ted, here are your keys. Or past Ted, here are your keys. Thanks, future Ted. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, smart, smart. Very, very smart. That's what, like, all right, so my, uh, Jessa Reed, who's mm-hmm. the meth head in the Mormon right. and the meth head podcast, uh, she, was, she gave me a lot of shit about that 70s show and that I didn't know it. And I just think it's a, it's a testament to, yeah. to network censors and, and, <laughs> and writers working hand in hand. I feel like the people that got it, got it. And the innocent children were left, uh, innocent. I was the guy that smoked weed the whole time I watched that show pretty much. And even I didn't know, at, like the very first couple times I'd see that, I was like, huh. And then like one day it clicked and I was like, oh, cause they, they look kind of cheached. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. There's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like... They don't just, like... They don't have wide eyes. They, like, get a little slanty-eyed. And they're like... Yeah. And then once Tommy Chong got on that show, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be something there. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like uh, they were they were dumber in those circles, but the, the show was about how dumb they were. The whole show was just Red calling them all dumbasses. All the, they were all dumb. So I just, it just made sense that they would sit around in a circle and then say dumb things. Uh, I was like, well, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just them hanging that out. That all checks out. Yeah. So, let's see. How, how did you break in? We talked about how you broke into smoking weed. Man, I didn't know we were right under the landing path yeah. for the airport. Yeah. Here we are. But we are, so just deal with it, podcast listeners. <laughs> I think it makes them feel like they're right here with us. Hopefully. You know? Yeah, hopefully. All those boring podcasts recorded inside a studio or stale. Yeah. This feels like you're sitting on the patio. In the neighborhood. Yeah. And this Birds is a colorful-ass neighborhood, so you never know. Like When we moved into this house, I was showing my parents, because I have the room upstairs, and it's got this little balcony patio thing mm-hmm. and I was showing my mom and my aunt I was like oh this is my room and blah 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 and they're standing up on it looking out at the street they just drove up on for something like oh and as they were doing that a really large woman and uh, her slightly smaller boyfriend came <laughs> down the center of the street 
having a really loud, shouty argument about how he was done with her and he was leaving oh, and he no. wasn't coming oh, no. back. He was done with her shit and she's like calling him all kinds of emasculating names to try to get him to come back. Which oh, so that was, works. That always yeah. works. Which was a weird tact. <laughs> well, hold on. So then I like turned away and when I looked back, she had knocked him down onto the ground. <laughs> oh no. And was throwing his clothes at him and telling him he wasn't allowed to come back. So Ooh, it didn't matter anymore. Switching on him. Damn. Didn't matter anymore. I now he couldn't woman. come back. And then I looked away again and then like two minutes later I looked back and because like, you could hear him the whole time, so I didn't think I needed to keep an eye on him. <laughs> but when I turned back again, she was just below a tree yelling and I couldn't see him. Until I looked a little harder and he was up the tree. No! Yeah, he was up that tree. He had climbed up that tree. What the fuck? And she was just screaming at him. How do you keep just looking the other way while there's clear abuse happening in the street? Make because, a phone man, call, it's none man. of my business. It could have been it's just... none of my business. It could have been just their weird role-playing that yeah. they do to, to get this off. This is not the know. kind of neighborhood where you get involved. Ugh. At least not with a girl beating up a guy. And I know that's sexist in the other way. Definitely. But that's just the way it is in this neighborhood. If a guy, if he was being physical with her, obviously we would have intervened. But like, he was in the act of walking away, and mm -hmm. if he had just kept walking away from her instead of like stopping to engage, mm -hmm. then she would never have had these opportunities to get in his face. So she's yelling at him, he's up the tree, and then I turn away again. Because at this point, that was my habit. I was just, whatever. I was just keeping strict eyes on them. And my aunt goes, well, would you look at that? And then I turn around, and they're just walking away hand in hand. So they had managed it, in the course of like 10 minutes to overcome a whole series of obstacles. I think they really just kicked the can down the road. Uh, <laughs> Probably. They really sound like they need to break up. I don't think they should. I, I, wonder, I wonder what the shit was that he was over yeah right like what was like, she doing probably what the was, abuse what was worse <laughs> what was worse than getting treed <laughs> that made him want to leave but then that also made him come back like i think he probably was like oh well i'm on the lease here yeah until november so yeah. so i gotta i gotta work this shit out i gotta 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 <laughs> do you guys watch michelle wolf's uh white house correspondence dinner no i didn't I love the White House Correspondents' Dinner. How was I it? I love it. It was great. Uh, it was her saying a, a lot of stuff that made everyone uncomfortable. I just love <laughs> watching comedians tell jokes that get no laughs, yeah. and they just smile back at the crowd, just like, uh, it's not for you, yeah. you know? And those people, I, I, don't, I, I don't know why they keep doing it, but I love that they do it every single year. They they invite someone to come roast them and then all have a bad time. Yeah. Like no one, no one ever <laughs> seems to like yeah. it. Uh, that but is true. To, to uh, there was more uh, outrage over Michelle's uh, because because uh, she's a woman. Because she's a woman and because she insulted Sarah Huckabee Sanders, also a woman. And there's this. So I think it's both ways. Number one, we're going to be way more critical of a female comedian than a male comedian. Absolutely. Always. So there's that, but also it's like the fact that she... she uh, How dare she go after this woman? Yeah, people yeah. are like... They're like, oh, because they said that she... They, uh, you know, made fun of the way she looks. I'm like, yeah, but she also made fun of the way 
Mitch McConnell looks in right. the same. She she talked about him getting his neck circumcised or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, I had oh, seen one really... tweet about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, but her jokes about uh, Sanders were really good, and I thought not that awful. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of awful shit you could say about that woman. Uh huh. So for her to go a little under, yeah, that should have been commended. Uh, the 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 joke that I think that. Everyone got the most awkward on was when she just, Michelle just straight up said that Sarah Huckabee Sanders lies all the time, which I felt like everyone in that room would agree they knew. with. They yeah. knew. It's not, yeah. a, it's so not a joke. You're just supposed to talk about it. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, I just, I, I love watching the White House correspondence monologue. It's always so. I'll go back and watch so it good. with your recommendation now. <laughs> I just, I forgot what day it was. I just, and I was in the green room last night and it was like, blown up on my Facebook everyone was posting stuff so I just like sat in the green room and watched it and uh, <laughs> it's like oh that's so good such a nice thing to have like a, a super duper green room like that the green room in Spokane is so cool yeah I was able to just like turn on the jazz game and watch the jazz game right and you could play vi- I've never actually played any video but games could. but I could play video right. games if yeah, I wanted multiple to multiple different systems yeah. I've had plenty of candy I the the first night that I got high, I remember talking to you because I had tried twice before to get high. Right. And I was determined <laughs> like I'm really gonna get high. So I was back in the green room and I was like, uh, do you think I'm high? Uh should I uh uh do you think I should smoke some more before my set? And you were like, I think you're probably fine. Why don't you just wait a second? Yeah. And I looked and I had two Kit Kat wrappers <laughs> <laughs> and a bag and a bag of Cheetos just like in, all in my hands still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I still was just like, okay, yeah, he's right. I'll wait and I'll see later if I'm high. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the worst thing so is... If you grab getting, two more Kit Kats. The that. worst thing is getting too uncomfortably high. Which, which I which I have since done. Right. I have it can since be done really it. upsetting. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is why like I think there's two schools of thought on it. Which are like the slow and steady, you'll get your bearings as you go. And then that's not the way I was brought into it though. Uh-huh. I was brought into weed and really drugs in general on the well just take a bunch of it and eventually you'll figure out how to deal with that. Go <laughs> back. Why is that anyone's strategy? That's such past, a bad strategy. Go I don't past agree. what you can handle and dial agree. it back. I think it's a great tr- like. I remember <laughs> like I've talked to people about taking mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. And there, a lot of people are like, "Well, just you know, have a mushroom, have a cap or two, and then if you don't, you want to get d- deeper down the rabbit hole, eat some more, and just keep eating them till you feel like you're good. But always wait like you know, 20 minutes at least bef- between." So you give yourself some kind of a chance to catch up to how high you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry I took all of the rest of the lemonade. That's and okay. I remember when I first took mushrooms, my friends were like, uh, yeah, I just eat the whole eighth. <laughs> and I was like, It'll be fine. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, just eat the whole eighth. Because, I mean, they were doing that, but I didn't know that they had plenty of experience with mushrooms. And also <laughs> that they weren't actually doing that. <laughs> I just don't but, want to have a bad time. 
uh, it's it's way different when your your first time uh, is you're already at an age where you injure yourself for no reason. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I just I'm like I just I don't want to have to deal with having a bad time on anything. So every drug that I've tried out, I have done just the smallest, wussiest dose. My very first drink, my very first drink was a vanilla vodka cran tall. Uh, because That's I great. was. That's because, a great start. Yeah. yeah. Nice dessert. Yeah. Thank easy. you guys. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, like Jinx, Jinx Jenkins and Alicia Donahue, uh, aka Lady Business. Sure. Uh, they bought it for me. <laughs> I mean, again, it's not like that's not again not the way I was brought into it. Ooh. But at the same time, it's like you know I'm past that thing where there needs to be like this ordeal. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way I was brought into like all that all the substances is that this is an ordeal. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah. You've got to go through it, and then once you get it, then you earn your wings, and you can whatever. I've yeah, never really... Oh. You definitely end up doing the... You do get high, but even when you get really high, you're like, at least I'm not as high as I was Yeah. that first mm. Oh, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always chasing that. I'm always like, oh, man, if I could just like... I can be like that again. Like the first time I took mushrooms, we walked... There's a parking garage in uh, WSU mm-hmm. where they have one staircase in the back. You remember the Zen staircase? Mm-hmm. So it's this thing called the Zen staircase and it's like... Man, that would be wild to be in that space Yeah. on mushrooms. It's like this one space on campus where they just let people do graffiti uh-huh. so that they're not like tagging and doing yeah. stupid shit all over campus. They're okay. just like, you can do whatever you want in this staircase. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And we like hike all the way to the top of it which to smoke to smoke weed which is like kind of a good idea because it seems like oh you're at the top of this staircase no one's gonna get you but then what you don't realize is it's just like the third floor of the art building yeah <laughs> so everyone can just smell the weed pouring out <laughs> through of the hole <laughs> <laughs> but it was late enough at night that there were hopefully no the smell of spray paint's strong enough that right they, that the weed so we're up well. there and we're smoking weed and i saw a fly flying around in the paintings right uh-huh. like it's like bzz, bzz, bzz. And then it flew out of the painting and landed on this girl's butt. And in my mind, I just went like, like I went to like flush it up, <laughs> brush it off. But right? you're not a small. No, but what I really <laughs> did was like full on, just like, whap, <laughs> smack this chick's ass, like super aggressive. Oh no. And she turned around to slap me and her hand was like ready to like, it was like up past her shoulder in motion. And then she just saw my eyes were all like. And I didn't know what I had done. <laughs> She's like, this is your one. <laughs> this is like your one, dog. Uh. I don't know, like... I don't know about... Starting things slowly like that. Well... You know, like, I get it. In terms of ordeals, like, people talk to me about being blackout drunk or having a bad is. hangover. Yeah. And I'm like, haven't... I haven't had those. And they're like, what? You've got to. And I'm like, I really don't no, have to. No, I don't, no. I don't ever want to alcohol go to a place a that's different. not fun. So yeah, no, the thing is, it's fear, really fear, fun while it's real, happening. I'd rather light, not risk it. So a real like, brownout is a good place to <laughs> I'd rather not risk it. I'd rather do a tiny little step up each time. Get a little bit deeper. Right. A little deeper. And I've gotten to plenty of places where I'm like, okay, that's it. If you can drink and be able to cut yourself off. Don't go past that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just mean that, like, as a guy who 
Like, drinking specifically is the one thing I would recommend not pushing your boundaries too far on. Because, like, you can be born not an alcoholic, and you can turn yourself into one, but you can't really, really turn yourself not. Like, you can't go back. Mm. Like, once you pop that over, and you're, like, the kind of person who's like, well... I'm just gonna buy some peppermint schnapps for work because, <laughs> like, you're, you're not like coming. Because the house the... wine's not doing it, it just... anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, so people have talked to me about why I should drink more, uh, you know, get drunker. Yeah, yeah. And is there just? I guess there's just some spot that I haven't reached yet. There's but that's oh, like yeah. where you're just it's... immortal and even yeah. invincible. Oh, dude, hundred uh, percent. I think there's like I like to get a little. I like I get. I dance. I'm sillier. I'm a little bit cocky. You're a social I'm drunk. full of myself. You're a social drinker. You know, I right. I'm a little arrogant, or I, I talk too much. So just uh, turn those up. But turn the dial up on. That's those. as far as I've gotten. Like, there's like, there's a, there's an atmosphere I think for drinking more heavily. At the same way, I think that there's an atmosphere for like doing really heavy drugs. Like not, but like no, yeah, I know doing a lot of. Acid or a lot of right, like uh, you do shrimps. a bunch of acid or and all, I think like, I think all of them are around a campfire. <laughs> drinking more, drinking more than you would normally at a camp around like a campfire where it's just you and your friends, uh-huh. and people are uh. going to be like, "Oh, Aaron's drunk. It's like this yeah. is fun." Is different than like going out on the town. Yeah, if you're getting, at the club mm, or if you're like okay. at a bar yeah. and you're like too drunk, that's. Like when you make an but ass of in yourself. a spot where everyone's doing the same thing and you're all like kind of on the same level, mm-hmm. I think, I think it can be fun that way. The next day, obviously, can be still be shitty, but uh, you know, if you're drinking heavy water, it can be. Yeah. I mean, that's the key. It's the whole thing where it's like when when it's not when it's not enhancing the experience anymore, and it just makes it sh- like in the experience it's shitty. That I think that's the point where you stop. <laughs> I never I'm got drinking. there. I just liked, I loved no, drinking. Everybody gets past. Their, like, okay. Yeah, because I pushed past that. I was like, <laughs> right. But then again, like you know, the ordeal of like the fraternity was like, in the fraternity, we did this thing called the night train challenge, which was you drink a bottle of night train, which is like super gross, cheap bum wine, mm, okay. in the duration of the song Night Train by Guns N' Roses, which is four minutes and twenty four seconds. Okay. And. That's too much shitty, yeah. cheap wine to drink that fast. Uh-huh. But it's like this youthful pride thing. Like, I can yeah. fucking do that. Yeah. And then if you throw up, you fail. So you're like, holding in the vomit for 10 minutes. <laughs> and then you throw up and you're fine. Me and my friends had a more moderate approach to Night Train, which was... Which was half the, a bottle. Drink the first half of the bottle in 15 minutes and finish it in an hour. And then drink. If it's not ice cold though. And then drink two more beers before you go to the party, and then you have oh, the other yeah. four beers in your six pack that keep Wait. you on that level. I'm oh, sorry. For the rest I, of the night. Yeah, your your night train sounds uh, <laughs> way different. So it doesn't even involve the song Night Train. No, no. It when you every time you take a drink, you say something like "Taking a ride on the night train," like something okay. like that. Okay, okay. But, but you have an hour to drink your Casey's bottle of night train. Casey's talking about the the pre-funk. This was. So it was, was, it was mine and my friend's way of going out and partying, but only spending like ten dollars tops oh. in the night. So we would this get is... our we'd get ourselves on a level, and then maintain it through the night, so we wouldn't have to buy a keg cup at whatever party we were going to. Or, mm. Yeah, this is the. Are you familiar with the term pre-funk? I I hear pre-game. Okay, you know, yeah, pre-game. same difference. Okay. Same difference. Huh. We we went to school as pre-funk pre-function mm. like. 
So what you would do is, like, you get the bulk of your drunk. Like, you get as almost as drunk as you're going to get it before you even leave. Mm -hmm. And then you just stay there. You just maintain. Now, what is, what is you just maintain? You mean it really just takes a little bit of alcohol to like, keep it basically going? Basically, just you beer for the rest of the night. Yeah, like, once you, once you get, like, if you take, like, five shots in an hour, uh-huh. you're going to be hammered. You're going to be, like, fucking pretty drunk, right? Okay. But then if you just like keep drinking beer like at a moderate pace, mm-hmm. like it's you metabolize about a shot of alcohol an hour as a man. Mm-hmm. Women slightly less because they have less alcohol dehydrogenase, which is the enzyme that breaks it down in their okay. stomach. And uh, so like you know, as a dude, you take like four or five shots before you leave, and then mm-hmm. you just take a couple beers. And as you're drinking those beers, like you're whatever you're metabolizing out of the shots you're basically replacing at about the same rate with the beer. Hmm. Okay. So you're not like, you don't okay. have to like... That makes sense. You just stay pretty dark. I'm sorry, it's chilly. I know, it got, it got chilly. And if done, Casey seems to be doing fine. I'm, I'm the only one. I'm a little thicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Less surface area exposed to the elements when you're short and stocky. <laughs> no, it is chilly. Uh, I wanted to ask you, how long have you been doing comedy? Seven years. Seven years? Okay, where did you start? At Brigham Young University. Really? Yeah, they had a club <laughs> there. It was called Humor U, and it was for students who were interested in stand-up comedy. Okay. And so I, like, auditioned at an open mic uh, in in April of 2011. Yeah. And uh, then, so the whole time I was at school, I was in that <laughs> club, and we put on our own shows sure. and stuff and was it clean yo cleaner I mean, than clean cleaner okay. than clean right. I, I assume you, there's, there's there's a couple there, of guys that went down to Salt Lake City they're from Spokane but they went down there because one of them was Mormon mm-hmm. uh, Drew Drew Simon and I can't remember the other guy's name but they both went down together one of them was Mormon one of them was not but they went to a club that was basically I think it's in Provo which yeah. is like squeaky clean and they were like it wasn't it <laughs> Uh, yeah. It wasn't fun. So, Brigham. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Brigham Young is where uh, is, is in Provo. It's in that town. Yeah. But it's on like, I mean that's even then when you get onto campus, it's different. Although, they were really great crowds on for the shows like, that we put on. Right. We, we all got inflated ideas of how good we were at comedy <laughs> because we just had this super easy audience. I don't think I'll ever perform in a better venue. The room that we performed on campus was just fucking perfect. There's 170 people, but it was two stories. It was, oh. and there was, so it's a cramped in, low ceiling on the bottom yeah. floor, and then this open U-shaped balcony up top. And so there wasn't a single person out of the 170 that's more than like 20 feet from from the yeah. comedy. Was it all and students? Yeah, all students. So they all got in for free, probably. No, no, oh, we made paid? we made tons of money on this. Oh, that man. we were only what? Yeah, so we would. It was like five buck tickets, and we'd sell out. We'd do four shows in a weekend, and uh, you know, 180 tickets. Yeah. 
but then because we're a BYU club, we can't just get that money. We can't just like dole it out to ourselves. The There's only a few things that we can spend it on, uh, and one of them's uh, restaurants. Like so, after after the late show Saturday, we would go to a Denny's. We're all college kids, oh, and yeah. we would just we would just have like you know carte blanche order whatever. People were just we would eat like like kings. We would just order three different meals. <laughs> they were taking two of them to go. Everyone gets a milkshake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had to blow all that money that we just made on this one meal. God, I would have hated you guys. <laughs> we we uh, yeah, tipped. We it. tipped incredibly okay. well. All right, we, that's worth it then. Because we had that we had of, this money, and right, I also so I was also the guy that was worried about the server because like I had to I was the ever vigilant one on this long table because right. someone is like God he's standing there holding the chicken fajitas and I'm like hey hey. Hey, one of you or listen, one of you ordered fajitas. And these kids he aren't drunk. Needs to know. No, they were not even right. drunk. It's not like they're shit faced. It gets even worse though. It gets worse. I was gonna say that kind of money on seventy five cent wells. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys said that. We used to I used to tell people, I was like, hey, just so you know, it's cheaper to get two single rum and cokes than a coke. Because it was. It was a dollar fifty for two rum and cokes. And it was a dollar eighty-two for a refillable <laughs> cup. And I was like, "Look, you don't—you're not going to drink two. You're not going to drink more than one giant glass of coke, maybe one and a half. Right. <laughs> but you could have two rum and cokes. <laughs> huh? Why would you do that? Yeah, That's why great. wouldn't you? That was fantastic. You took the bus down here. Yeah. You're going to take uh, the bus home. I loved—I loved humor. You. Uh, it's there. There was so we did. We had really super easy audiences, so you, I was never tested. Like I, I, uh, when I went out on the road for the first time, and I thought I was gonna be so much better than I was, and you, you learn how much <laughs> yeah, you suck. I'm aware but of that. There, the we we weren't ever allowed to reuse jokes in humor you. Oh. So that every six weeks we had another show, and every six weeks we had to write another set. How so, long were they? Uh, it uh, my sets were usually. Uh, over ten minutes because <laughs> yeah. I was uh, you're the king. I dude. was big dog. I yeah. was big dog, and I was like, all right, as much as I want, I'm the best one here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, everyone, every, everyone would have at least five minutes. So I mean, like, for to think to compare that to like most people when they start out, how long it takes them to get onto. A showcase yeah. like that, where they have, where they can do five minutes in front of an audience that good. Oh my god! It was really uh, that's incredible, unearned, but <laughs> like it's a nice advantage. Whatever. Uh, I think to that get. that's like parallel to Spokane, like being in the Spokane scene. Yeah. Because we were so small for so long, and we still are a small scene. Still, it's pretty mm. small. You can get, you can get ten minutes at an open mic. <laughs> pretty yeah, I mean, early. Like the if show you... you're gonna do at the Riddler tonight, mm -hmm. like. It's I a mean, newer. It's it's been going on a, like almost a year probably. But it's like but it's, it's, it's not like this big requirement thing. I mean, all you have to do is not be a total dick bag <laughs> and say like, "Hey, Deez, can I get on?" And then it's a longer form mm. place for I you. I think to the go. one tonight is different, but it's usually like oh. it's basically like a booked open mic most yeah. of the time, where it's they've got four or five people, and everybody gets like fifteen a, minutes. Um, uh, which is I'm, nice for like newer comics to be able to stretch their like yeah see at least see what that well, feels yeah, like for so long whether or not they do well yeah yeah you just 
to know what 15 minutes feels like. It feels long. It's a big fucking deal, man. It's terrifying, dude. It's terrifying. As I am uh, getting closer and closer to moving to Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. I am having more and more, I don't know, experiences there. Mm -hmm. Visiting a lot. I'm talking to more comics from there. And I am... It's different. It's different to to grow up uh, to come up in a in a town like L.A. as a comic, yeah, where yeah. where people are just you know getting these little open mic spots and stuff, and uh, there's definitely all the pros that come with uh, starting in a big city, but I think that there's a lot of you have to take a different path when you start in a smaller scene like Spokane yeah. or Salt Lake, uh, but I've really enjoyed that path so far yeah i got on the road right away started making a living as a comic right away and jesus really yeah yeah just like making me feel bad (laughs) tell me about it i know well i I asked like when you started because like i'm obviously i'm seven years in too i started in april of 2011 really yeah Yeah. oh man was your first joke about a mayan 2012 calendar no (laughs) all right but my first joke was about wilford brimley being like kind of the elephant and they're like we have all these diseases that we're trying to cure yeah and like how we as americans care about curing diseases with with like a direct proportion to how hot their celebrity spokesperson is. Yeah. And I list all these ones and I'm like, but what like the real shitty one is diabetes. Diabetes. And, and all they have is Wilford Brimley <laughs> and he's up there rambling about diabetes. Diabetes. Which is apparently yeah. a separate disease. He's literally saying they beat us. <laughs> and it's like, I don't uh, order a box of needles. You know, well, uh, Mormon's like Wilford Brimley because he starred in a bunch of Mormon movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He had that weird, he had that like family it was on the family channel where he was the grandpa and his daughter and their and her kids moved into his house i'll never remember the name of it but i just remember the one episode i remember is the kid the son got in trouble because he was swindling people on his new business he started which was painting the addresses on people's curbs like yeah. in front of their houses he was like started a racket of like he wouldn't do it right like he wouldn't just he wouldn't repaint it he would just charge him money and leave or something oh and wilford brimley had to step in and be like that what? sounds really familiar that's to not, me that's not right that's not how we do it around that's here how we do it in this family. <laughs> oh wilford um i don't want to be a pooper but it's getting we're close. getting close i know you gotta get yeah i gotta get ready for the show uh so do you want to do you need plugs? You yeah, I would love... I'm probably going to put this out on Tuesday or Wednesday. So, okay. Like, I know we talked about the Riddler, but it won't go up to No, me, no, so. it won't. Um, if you have any listeners in in the Phoenix, Arizona area... I think we've got one. <laughs> uh, have, like, yeah. Um, May 11th and 12th, I'm in Mesa, Arizona, Comedy Off Main Street with Jessa Reed, my podcast <laughs> co-host... Uh, which uh, is really what I should plug. Uh, I've got a podcast called Mormon and the Meth Head, and uh, we're both in recovery. She's in recovery from meth, and I'm from uh, Mormonism. Um, Mama was knowing how we're longer. We're wrapping up right now. Okay, but I think she needs. Okay. Oh, she's so cute. I know. <laughs> Oh, anyway, listen to more right of the meth head. Right after you said meth Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, hey. uh, it's a, it's, it's a really fun podcast where we just, 
uh, we exchanged these li weird life stories where she did everything before she was 15 and I started, uh, you know, when I was 30. And <laughs> right. we talk a lot about, you know, you know, deep life stuff, but we, but nice. keep it light. Keep it I think oh. actually we keep it heavy. I can't lie. We we take it to some pretty dark places, Whatever. but we make jokes about it That's at least. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the market for some new podcasts, so I'm putting that on my list. Awesome. Because I'm walking a lot recently. I like to listen to podcasts while I walk. Do you ever like when somebody ever like say something on a podcast that you disagree with, so you get an angry face, but the person you're passing sees it? And Is they that don't for know. me? That they better not know. be for me. <laughs> A lot of times I listen, I listen to a lot of, of music And then all of a sudden you've chased him into a tree. <laughs> do you remember that happen? No, not, not in its entirety. Um, do you social media presence? you want to direct people to anything? Uh, my name's Aaron Woodall. You can find me on Facebook. Yeah, uh, That's true. And then Instagram. If you like following people on Twitter that tweet once a year, uh, yeah. then follow Dude, Aaron at game. Aaron Woodall 14. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're set, man. You and Casey, man. I think I do three times a year. Oh. I got him beat. <laughs> Damn, that's that extra year in comedy for yeah. you. Yeah. No, I'm at. You're ahead of me. I had to calculate it because oh. of the article, and it was. I had to look back on Facebook and find the show. <laughs> in seven years. Nice. Yeah. Dang, dude. It's just I started in February, not April. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Mm. My first joke was about how I almost pooped my pants on the way home from the bar. That's a good joke. And had to buy a newspaper. <laughs> bought a newspaper because I didn't want to leave a mess, so I laid the newspaper out. Uh -huh. I bought a newspaper from one of the machines, laid it out in the bushes, did my business on it, wiped with the rest of the newspaper, and then wrapped it all up, threw it in the garbage can. What? Yeah. A really great citizen. I did. I did yeah. You were really... He's a real solid guy. I did 11 <laughs> minutes on that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Uh, I will do a quick plug. Yeah, we're all set. I will be at uh, Spokane Art Fest. Oh. Uh, June. I'll be there June second, but please come out Friday and Saturday, June first and second, uh, from five to five thirty. Friday will be uh, Harry J. Riley and Phil Kopsinski will be on the main stage at Art Fest, and then Saturday will be myself and Ryan McComb. Okay. Uh, so come out, get some island noodles, check out some art, and then watch us talk to like a park full of people. That, it's next to the beer garden, so I think oh, it'll be... Oh, well, okay, yeah, you're good. Right. You're good, dude. <laughs> you get to like, do an outdoor thing by yeah, the man. beer garden. I'm actually pretty excited. I think I can get some people to come over from the Yelk and all that. Fuck yeah. All those businesses, and at least... Have them laugh and the, everyone else in the park go, What's going on? What's going on over there? There's somebody messing up our art fest. But that's all I got coming up. And then, you know, Facebook, Instagram, be my friend. Now I'm challenged to do, to tweet more than Aaron. Yeah, you laid the gauntlet year. down at three times a year. We should probably. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep you track of it. You can talk the talk, we'll but. Keep, <laughs> can keep, you tweet the tweets? I'll keep the notches on the butt of my gun for that one. <laughs> Uh, you got I some will stuff. Be... No, that didn't. Apparently, I'm not on the Buzz Showcase in June. Oh no! <laughs> because uh, I was just got a message today, and he's like, "Hey, I know we talked about that, but I spaced it." 
<laughs> Which is fine, because yeah. we worked it out. The accommodations have been made. I'm going to go later down in the year. So, uh, I will be off of house arrest Woo! on May 22nd. Yeah! I'm really stoked. I'm going to try to have a party. You might be invited if you're listening. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It, I mean, I don't want to say everyone who's listening is invited. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I. But I, you know who you are. Right. Um, and I want to give a big shout out to the whoever in Sri Lanka is listening. Oh yeah. And the people in New Zealand, because I can see who accesses our website, yeah. like, where they're yeah. where they're from, and we had like this guy from Sri Lanka go through like four or five episodes. So I think so, someone's on vacation, or someone in Sri Lanka was like, "Weed, I know what that is." Yeah. Dude, we got the island nations on. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, I want some. I want some islanders listening. What's to going Mormon on in the meth head? What's going on in that South Pacific area? <laughs> <laughs> we could be a juggernaut in that part of the world, maybe. And then follow me on any social media platform, including Twitch TV at Shimshami S H I M S H A M M I E. And that's it. The chicken's still alive, regardless, irregardless yeah. of the. Of Thank the you cold. for putting up with the chilly weather. I'm sorry about that. I liked being on the porch for the most part. It was just like that last. Yeah, the last yeah. little bit got a little, little brisk. Dark, I like some dark clouds rolled in. I do too. All right, break. Ugh.